just like that song. That's one of my favorite Christmas songs. I mean, I, I, I love it. Come on, give the Lord a hand. You know, um, I love Christmas time. I, I, I really get into it. I, I tell my wife every year that I want, um, I want our house to smell like Christmas trees, fresh Christmas trees. It never does. But anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, it does smell good, and she, she bakes really well, and I appreciate that. And, um, but, um, you know, but it's talking about, that Silent Night's talking about a night about Mary and Joseph. And uh, uh, the song's real pretty, and it's really good, but the family in the story had a lot to worry about. It wasn't that silent of a night. You know, they were going to pay taxes. How many of you guys know that's not too, too nice anyway? But they're traveling. She's pregnant. Um, it looked like an illegitimate pregnancy to a lot of everybody else around her. So there's people talking. How many of you guys know when people talk about you, it's not that nice? It's not that silent. And then in Luke chapter 2, it says this in verse 6. It says, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. You know, during Christmas, um, that, that understanding of, you know, a silent night makes for a good figurine, but it was not a silent night at all. Make no mistakes about it. The silent night we sing about was probably very loud. And I don't know if you ever wonder, why did God allow his son to be born like, it, like he was? Because it wasn't a nice thing going on. There was a lot of fear. There was a lot of worry. You know, I bet they were scared. And I always wondered that. And I know we have a lot of opinions, a lot of thoughts on it. But I, I, mine is this. Maybe uh, he knew exactly what you and I go through all the time living this life. That there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of worry. Because the truth is, even during a Christmas season, is anything but peaceful for people. We love this time of the year, but it produces so much worry. You can look on the news, and there's a lot of things to worry about. Just this last week, a mass shooting in California, a terrorist attack. There's a lot of things to worry about. And I, I know it's not an easy time for a lot of people, and sometimes we try to dig ourselves into this season trying to forget some things, but it doesn't ever help. In fact, it just allows the worry and the fear to just continue to increase in our lives. And my hope, my hope for today is that we really find out the real Prince of Peace. Amen? You know, one of the things I found out about Christmas time is that men and women worry about different things. Men, women worry about, uh, did I buy enough? Do I have enough? Have I done enough? Um, are the kids going to be happy? Did I forget anyone? I mean, women worry about those things. And men worry about really just about two things. They worry about how am I going to pay for this? And how long are these relatives going to be here? You know, <laughs> when will they leave? You know, because um, they have to act all nice and be all nice all the time. And, and, uh, but worry never solves tomorrow's problems. Worry just robs us of today's peace. And I know there's a lot of stuff that really are legitimate things that we worry about. You know, some pretty serious things. Some of you are worrying about health issues, um, financial problems. You're worrying about your family. 
What's going on there? Are my kids going to be all right? My relationship with my spouse going to be there? Am I going to have a job next year? What's the doctor going to say when he calls me? You know, we have a lot of things that come into us to try to steal our peace, steal the things that, you know, and during this time of the year, we should be celebrating the Prince of Peace. You know, Luke 21, 34 says, Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with, with dis, dissipation, drunkenness, and anxieties of life, and that day will close on you unexpectedly like a trap. And see, worry is a trap of the enemy. Even to worry about the things going on in this world, because, you know, what, what happens is circumstances are uncontrollable in our lives sometimes. And worry can try to set in during these times because much of life is uncontrollable. You can't control other people. I mean, you're stuck in traffic. You are losing control and getting mad, aren't you? Some of you know more than I do, huh? (laughs) You're on an airplane and a baby's crying and you can't do anything about that. You may be a couple in here and you're trying to have a baby. And it's just not working out. Singles may want to get married. Someone might have hurt you. It's uncontrollable. And when things are out of control, we get frustrated, don't we? And we lose our peace of mind. And then there's this other thing. People are unbearable. Have you ever thought that life would be great if it wasn't for all these people? (laughs) It'd be very lonely. See, there's this whole, un, also this whole unexplainable part of life. Things don't turn out the way we think they should. You know, when I was, when I was younger, I was planning my 40th birthday. I was planning my midlife crisis. I was planning on my getting a Camaro. Thank you, Jesus. I was, I was planning all these things. You know what happened on my 40th birthday? I got sick and almost died uncontrollable things. But let me tell you something. There is a peace of mind that we can have. Let me suggest, this is what Christmas is really all about. It's not about just the parties, the the cookies, the lights, the cookies. (laughs) Those things are good, but it's so much more. In fact, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. You guys all know it. The scripture says, For unto us a child is born. To us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. There's five things that really Jesus brings us here of who he is, and in his lordship, he brings us. He brings us more than just the eternal life, which we definitely love and get when we receive him as our Lord and Savior, but he brings us so much more. It says that he, the government, that means dominion, will be on his shoulder. That means when I am going through a lot, if I give him control, he is in control. He has power over my circumstances. Aren't you glad that God can have power over your circumstances? That he is called wonderful. And I love that part. And then we sometimes put it wonderful counselor, but it's actually, actually a separate word here. He's wonderful. I mean, he's not a bad God. He's wonderful. And then he's our counselor, and that word counselor means that he will lead you out of the situation that you're in. He will give counsel and wisdom into your life to bring you into a better place. 
How many, I don't care where you're at, there's always a better place, amen? And then he says, mighty God. And I love this word mighty because in the Hebrew, it actually can be translated hero. There's an 80s song that said, all I need is a hero. Remember that song? None of you do, really. Anyway. (laughs) But mighty, my hero God. And then he's the everlasting father. He's the prince of peace. Maybe you need somebody right now who is wonderful, who's that counselor. Maybe you need to understand that he's got everything under control when you give him your life and you give him your circumstances. Maybe you do need a hero in God, and he can be that. Maybe you just need a father who will come along and comfort you and hold you and help you know that you're secure in him. But we definitely need his peace. John 14, 27, the Living Bible says, I am leaving you with a gift. This is Jesus. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't fragile like the world gives. Because the world type of peace, in fact, a lot of times the peace that we try to operate in is all based off of circumstances. That if everything's going okay, I'm going to be okay. That's not the peace that God gives. God gives peace that no matter what's going on around you, you are going to be okay. You know what that peace means? The shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Amen? And we can have that in our life. And that's the peace he gives us. He says, so don't be troubled or be afraid. I did did an internet search on what peace of mind and what it would bring up and brought up a lot of things in the world trying to give you to get this kind of meditation and breathing techniques and other ones where you know a home security system will give you a peace of mind um funeral services they give you somehow gives you a peace of mind um then I, then one came up it was a plumbing warranty so you're okay that your toilet's going to flush when you need it that will give you the peace of mind but the question is how do i have peace of mind when there isn't peace around me when I'm going through so much and so many of us today are going through some things there's hardships there's things that we're going through how do I receive the peace of mind I believe the Bible gives us some really clear things and number one and you can look in your bulletin and follow along with us is that you accept God's pardon say Sean well I know that but it really I want you to really know this because you and I were made to live in harmony with God. We're, when we're not, it causes stress. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, psychologists say that the main source of stress is guilt. You know what guilt means? I wish I had never done that. I wish I'd never said that. Some may even go to the step, I wish I was never born. But there is nothing more peaceful than a clean slate. Amen? And you you and I have to accept God's pardon. He says that we have been justified by faith. You know what that means? Just like it never was done. Did you know your past, when you received what Christ gave you and I, it had never been done. 
God never has never saw it anymore. You are forgiven. It has not has never been done. And you and I need to accept that. And sometimes as Christian, maybe because of the way we've been brought up, we don't accept it that way because we think we have to continually to earn God's love and His acceptance. But you and I need to accept it because God is not mad at you. I love what it says in Micah seven eighteen. It says, "Who is God like you?" Who is, the God, who is a God like you who pardons sins and forgives? And goes on and says, and you do not stray, say, stay angry forever. But I love this part. But you delight to show mercy. God is eager to show his mercy to you. He, want, he desires that. It makes his day to show mercy to you, to let you know that you are totally forgiven and your past is gone. You're completely clean. This gives you peace of mind. When you understand that and you know that, that God and I are okay, it doesn't matter who is against you. God loves you. And you are okay with God. And that's so powerful. So you need to accept God's part. And number two, this is a very important one, is that you need to recognize God's presence. And this one's kind of hard to explain. Because you have to experience it. Because there's a tangible presence of God that gives you and I a new perspective. When things are coming all around you and coming against you, maybe because of uncontrollable things, maybe because you made a mistake. How many in here has ever made a mistake before? Raise your hand. You're just all messed up, you know that? Isaiah 26, 3 says this, You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. Peace is a mindset, but it can't happen through a secular meditation. It only comes through you and I focusing on what God says about me and what he says he will do in and through me. Because of prayer, because of the word of God, and because of worship, I can stand in the presence of God. Lifting my hands to the Lord. This simple stance during the midst of a trial or hardship becomes strength. You begin to acknowledge His power and His ability to work in your life and to exalt Him. See, when I, when I have all these problems coming around me and I feel just stressed out, and you know what happens when I, when I feel stressed out? I start to make things happen. I get even worse shape. How many's ever been there? And I start thinking, and my mind starts going on and on and, and trying to think, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And the only time I can hear God's peace is when I get my iPhone out and I press play. And this happens. And I just start to worship the Lord. I just give him everything. Hours I've spent with my mind running back and forth, trying to figure this out and trying to make me happy again. Didn't work, but one moment doing this changes everything. Some of you just need to do this right now. Just give it to him. Just worship. 
giving it to the Lord. God, I can't do it. It's only you. I've run hard. I've done things wrong. But it's only you that can restore. It's only you that can bring peace. I worship you, Lord. let go we have to lose control and say God it's only by you only by you Romans 8 6 says the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace see when we do that we're lifted up to where he is and where he is he sees the whole thing He sees the whole thing. I need to get out of my sorrow and I need to rise up to see what God sees. I need to rise up there. Psalms 46 verse 1 and verse 10 says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And then verse 10 says, be still and know that I am God. Let me give you the backstory on this. There's 180,000 enemy troops that are about to attack Israel. And God says this, chill out. Be still and know that I am God. Hurry always aggravates worry. Be still and know. See, it's, it's, it's about intimacy. It's more about intimacy than knowledge. And when I have the intimacy... And I raise my, myself to the place where God is. And I just worship Him. He brings me up and He gives me His perspective. Listen, God has a plan for your life. And even if you messed it up and you think you messed it up, it's not really even messed up because He already knew you were going to do that. <laughs> he already knew you were going to mess it up or try to. And the great thing about that is, as my heart is right and it goes towards the Lord and I worship Him, I get right back on His plan. Amen? And I get to see God's, oh, I see that. I saw that coming. I knew it before you knew it. I knew you in the foundation of this world. And guess what? I knew you were going to do that. And my plan has not been taken away from you. My plan is here today. Be still and know. That's why don't take your daily quiet time for granted. When you get down and you read the word and you pray and you worship him, listen, don't take that for granted because that's giving you his perspective. And when you do this, it's, it's preparing you for something that is coming. Get into his presence. 
See why we need to understand that we need to accept his pardon, that I'm also welcomed in his presence. And I can come there no matter what I've done, no matter what's going on, no matter who's talking about me, no matter what, what is going on in my life, no matter what the problems are, I get into his presence. And there's peace there. I love that. Number three, obey God's principles. Psalms 119, 165 says, this, Great peace have they who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. So what is God telling you? And see, this is the thing. This is what I do. I try to find a way out of my problems. How many has ever done that in yourself? A couple years ago, we were at the church. We had some little financial difficulty and churches go through that we were going through it at that time and we i mean we were blessed we were paying our bills but it was like if if things don't change we're gonna have to do something a little different we're gonna have to cut ministry or you know cut cut salaries or staffing or whatever that's what i was thinking and so i started my office this is how much faith your pastor has sometimes and, so I started writing down some stuff. Okay, we're going to have to do this. I'm looking at the budget. Da, 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 da. I'm looking at all the natural part. And I hear a word from the Lord. Who told you to do that? I didn't really want to answer. <laughs> well, I, it was me, I guess, and... And the Lord said, I didn't tell you to do that. I said, okay. I want you to sit. And I want you to listen to me. So what did we do? We increased ministry. We did the opposite of everything I was writing down. We had to cut where the Lord told us to cut. We did do that. But we increased ministry. Instead of falling back, we move forward. I'm so glad we did. Our building's paid off. We have money in the bank. We're starting a new campus. God is doing some really great things. See, peace comes through obedience. So, you've accepted God's pardon. You're worshiping Him. You're getting His perspective. Now listen, what is He saying for you to do? That's where peace comes. And then number four, we can trust God's plan. We can trust him, especially if it doesn't even make sense. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. See, worrying, trying to figure everything out, it doesn't work. God doesn't promise, you know, I'm going to use your plan. No, he promises he's going to use his plan. And when you and I get that down and we realize and we get his perspective and we get his word and we're being obedient to that, we can trust in that no matter what. And that has never failed me no matter what, that I can trust his plan. Because when I worry, I try to figure things out. And I, sometimes I don't even need to know. God doesn't promise an explanation for everything. In fact, I think I have more peace when I just don't know. I don't need to know. And here's what it creates. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 11, he says, I've learned to be content. This is Paul. 
whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether I am well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. See, you can have peace no matter what's going on because you have that. You have the Word of the Lord. You're in His presence. You've accepted His, pro- His, His pardon, and you trust in the Lord. And number five, you can ask for God's provision. You don't have to worry about what-ifs anymore. In Philippians 4, 6-7, it says this in the Living Bible. I love this. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs and don't forget to thank Him for His answers. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than any human mind can understand. See, church, you have two options. You can panic or you can pray. I've panicked before and it doesn't work. But I've prayed and that has always worked. That has always worked and when i do this process when i accept no matter what if i made a mistake god loves me and then i get into his presence just the other day i was i was doing this i was having this kind of fit you guys know you guys have those fits those those worry fits how many's ever had a worry fit please i don't want to be alone up here and i just in fact, the song we just played is the song that came on. And that's why I had it played, because it means so much to me right now. As I just started worshiping the Lord, getting his direction. And I always just, you know, not, some people need to be slapped in the back of the head. I definitely needed that. Because I just saw, why did I waste my time worrying? It added nothing to my life. But when I worshiped, something happened. Immediately, peace came. You have a choice to accept God's pardon completely. To walk in His presence. To be obedient to His voice. To trust in the plan that He gives you. And to ask God for His provision. And to walk with Him. See, right now, I know a lot of you are going through something. Something. Some of you are going through some really hard things. Stop running around trying to figure it out. Be still and know that He is God. Because God wants to do something miraculous in your life. And He wants you to know Him intimately, not just in your head. He wants you to know Him in your relationship and he wants to do something powerful. And I don't know everybody in here, but I know there this time of the year, no matter how much we sing the songs, may not be peaceful. But you can have the real peace of God right now that surpasses all understanding. Because what your flesh wants to do, it thinks it has to worry, doesn't it? Things are going bad. Why aren't you worrying? How many, has you ever had someone tell you that? Why don't you worry right now? Because I'm not stupid. <laughs> Your flesh wants to worry. 
But God says, listen, you've got 180,000 of the enemy attacking you right now. And this is what he says. Be still and know that I'm God. Watch God work in your situation right now. Bow your heads, close your eyes. So I want you to right now, I mean, you've, you know what you've been thinking about. You know what you woke up late at night last night worrying about. Some of you woke up this morning thinking, man, is today going to be better than yesterday? Some of you are worried about your family. You're worried about your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your kids. Some of you are worried about your job. I mean, worry has just overwhelmed you because of maybe physical issues. Maybe you're so worried because that's all you do is watch the news and that just brings on worry. You're worried about this world. God's saying right now, be still. And allow him to be God in your life. So right now where you're at, just give it to the Lord. Give it to him right now. So Father, we choose not to run around and act like we're trying to figure it out trying to use our own ability and our own power. But God, right now, we give it all to you. To see yourself lifting up that burden, lifting up that worry to the Lord and releasing it to him. And so, Father, that's what we do. We release it to you. We accept your pardon that, God, no matter if we made the mistakes that caused us to start worrying, that we give it to you right now in Jesus' name. We accept your pardon and we start to enter into your presence, Lord. Father, we want to feel your presence. And we'll be still and know that you're God and we'll listen to your voice and be obedient. We'll trust in the plan that you have for us. Even if we don't hear a thing, we trust in you. And we thank you for your provision, Lord. In Jesus' name, we just love you, Lord. Father, I pray that the peace of God just swells in here right now in Jesus' name. For everyone's eyes closed, heads bowed, and no one looking around. You're sitting there and you say, Pastor Sean, I've been sitting here and I feel like I need a change in my life. And you're feeling like there's something empty, there's something missing in your life right now. And you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Let me just say this. That place that you're feeling empty cannot be filled by anything in this world. It can only be filled by the Son of God. And if that's you right now, and he says, Pastor Sean, I, I, I want that place filled. I'm tired of living my life the way I'm living. I feel lonely. I feel weak. I need more right now. I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I want you to raise your hand right where you're at. And I want to pray with you. And so if that's you right now, he says, Pastor Sean, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus right now. I want you to raise your hand right where you're at, and you can put it down, okay? You can put your hands down, okay? Anybody else says, Pastor Sean, that's me. I want to give my life to him. Okay, you can put your hands down. 
Thank you, Lord. Any more? Don't go out of here today. God wants to get you. Okay. Put your hands down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else before we pray? Okay, this is what I want everyone else, everyone in here to do. We're going to pray a prayer. I want you to repeat after me. And those who raise their hand, and this is your first time, I want you to mean it with all your heart. I want you just to give everything in this prayer to the Lord. And he's going to meet you right where you're at. The Bible says when you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will be saved. You, had, had, you can't do anything to earn it. He's already freely given it to you. The only thing you can do is what we're going to do right now is accept it. Okay? By faith. Okay? So everyone pray after me and repeat these words. Everyone in here, please say, Father God, I come to you and I lay down my life. I give you everything. I thank you for sending your son Jesus to be punished for me, to take my sin, everything that I've done wrong upon himself. And he took the punishment and he died the death that I should have died. And so I give you my life and I make you the Lord of my life. I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior right now in Jesus' name. And from this day forward, I will live for him. Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise right now. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen. If you did that for the very first time, welcome to the family. And let me tell you something. It is the very beginning of a great journey. I did this over 30 years ago, and I'm very, I never look back. I'm so thankful that I did that. Now, listen, we want to help you along the way with this, okay? Because you're not alone in this. You're part of the family. If everybody can get out your bulletin right now, on your bulletin, there's a connection card. If you could fill that out for us. And uh, those who gave your life to the Lord, if you could fill that out in its entirety.